On Tuesday mornings, we always review the latest action in the Premier League. It's a great pleasure to welcome in a former Scotland international goalkeeper, long-time Celtic goalkeeper, former Wellington Phoenix goalkeeping coach, and now goalkeeping coach at Preston North End, who are currently third in the championship. Jonathan Gould, of course, is who we're talking about. Gouldy, great to have you on, mate. Thanks for taking the time to join us on Radio Sport. Just on Preston, you're currently third in the championship. West Bromwich Albion and Leeds have kind of cleared out a bit at the top. But do you feel you're in in a, in a reasonably good position for a, a Premier League promotion push? I think you're right. I think uh, West Brom and Leeds, um, given both budgets and squads and support um, from this point, would fancy their chances. I mean, Leeds fell off the rails last year. Um, but to be in third place um, with the budget this football club's got is um, is a remarkable achievement. And it's, you know, it's... Uh, this is a result of the, the diligence that our, our manager has. He's already obviously got a, a team into the Premier League, Alex Neil, when, when he was at Norwich, so he knows what he's doing. You had a couple of seasons at Preston during your playing career from memory, didn't you? Yeah, it was my last club, um, and, and that was probably part of the reason that when I was offered the job, uh, it was it was quite an easy decision because I, I knew the club, knew the area, and, um, you know, it's it's a pretty well-run club. Uh, the owner um, is, has got money but, but runs it... Um, fairly tightly um, and um, you know it's um, it's a good place to be at the moment and you got a good crop of goalkeepers to work with there Gordy? I've got four I've got a lad called Declan Rudd who's uh, played every league game um, uh, Connor Ripley who's 26-27 he was funny enough he was with me at Middlesbrough uh, last season and then two young ones underneath that so you know I've got um, a, a nice little coaching group uh, and they work very very hard on a daily basis with us Good stuff. Well, we'll uh, keep an eye on Preston's results as the uh, season continues. Uh, let's talk about a Premier League, uh, though. Uh, Liverpool, 10 points clear of Leicester in second, 14 ahead of Manchester City. Goldie, when do we just say, when do we just say the title is theirs? Um, I think we're probably already saying it, and, and that's without disrespect to uh, Leicester. I mean, you know, Man City... You know, they played very, very well yesterday away at Arsenal, but I think Liverpool have got too many points on the board. Uh, the home form is absolutely scintillating. And the only thing that might that could derail Liverpool is if they get a run of injuries because they've got a lot of games with a super club and they're in every single uh, competition. That might be the only thing. But um, I think they've got enough youngsters underneath that to just um, supplement if needed. If there were to be injuries, the place they wouldn't want them from what I can see, is in defence. I mean, you wouldn't want to lose a Virgil van Dijk, would you? No, um, even the goalkeeper, you know, um, you know, wherever he's not playing, you can see it's a mess. Virgil's, you know, I've obviously watched Virgil when he was at Celtic for many years, and um, and uh, Trent Alexander. They've, they've got, they've got, they've got a really good setup at the back. They've got pace, uh, but they've also got something they've they've missed over previous years. You know, when it comes down to nitty gritty stuff like set plays, uh, they've got people that attack the ball in the air as well. Mm. Everybody assumed it would be Manchester City and Liverpool in a bit of a two-horse race, but Leicester, as we mentioned, are there. Can you see Leicester running City close for second? Can they can they maintain what they're doing? Yeah, I think they can, and I think that will come down. You know, I think one of the reasons Man City haven't is because of the injuries they've had in their back four. You know, and I think Leicester City are probably the same. Um, you know, got uh, Johnny Evans, who's um, very very experienced at the back. And they always got goals in them, and and the way that Brendan's got them playing, and the belief it's uh, is very very similar to to the year that uh, Ranieri obviously took them to the t- the title themselves. It's just fantastic after two 
two or three years of doing that, they'd manage to get themselves back in because no one would have had them up there again this year. Absolutely not. City, though, you mentioned the injuries. Are there other things yeah. going on there as well? They've scored more goals than anybody else, Gordy. Is it, is it at the other end that the problems have been for City? I don't know. I think some of the other teams in the league uh, have got better. And, and I, but I do think it stems from the fact they don't keep, keep as many uh, clean sheets as they, as they would probably like. Um, I think they're over a goal a game, um, but as you said, because they score so many goals, you'd expect them to win most. I just, I just think I honestly look at the, the league now, and you know, Tottenham have had a resurrection um, under Mourinho. I think even some of the teams that came into the league, like Sheffield United and Wolves, have been a revelation this year. Um, having come, you know, Wolves been up two years, and Sheffield United the first. Mm. Let's talk about Spurs fifth, as you say, enjoying a nice little upswing under Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Are you surprised that he's had such a quick and positive impact there? Do you know what? Um, you know, I've been back five years now, and um, you watch Mourinho on the touchline, and um, um, he's a sexy footballer, football coach, sexy man, and his, his team's played really solid football. I think what he did, he almost fell out of love with the game, and then he fell out of love with his own players. The first thing he's done going into Tottenham is make it pretty apparent that he loved the squad. I think that was one of his first affirmations. He liked the squad that he's got. And I think that's translated into them feeling it. Um, they know, they know he's a coach that wins trophies. And already, you know, he's etched them back into that top five. I think they've got Chelsea next week. Um, you know, they'd be a really good bet for uh, fourth place. Because I think that's probably at the moment the only place available to um, any of the clubs outside the three we've already mentioned. Mm. Well, Chelsea are there at the moment. But um, mm. having started well, they've lost, what, four of their last five. Uh, yeah. What's gone on there recently? A couple of things, I think. You know, uh, a young manager that's still going to take a while to find his way. Um, you know, he's he's gone down the, the route where they've got a lot of young players, um, and that and that's very very brave. Um, they've also just had obviously the transfer ban turned over, which means that in January he, he you know Frank will be able to um, invest in players, but that will unsettle the squad as well because they'll sort of they'll have, they'll have known that they've had a period of six months under him. And they've done pretty well, you know, done well in Europe as well. I just, I just wonder if, if you know, you, you, you talk about, you know, progression of clubs and this, this one's in transition. It, it'll all depend how his senior players react over the next three or four months. Mm. A lot of people thought with the way that they were playing early on that, that they, you know, yeah. obviously because of the transfer ban, they couldn't bring anybody in. He had to play the mm. kids. The fact now that the transfer ban's been lifted, do you expect them to, to buy players in January? Yeah, I do. I think there might be a few. You know, talk of again, they need to strengthen at the back. Nathan Aki from Bournemouth. Um, you know, um, I, it all depends what becomes of it. I don't think it'll be a massive window this one because I, you know, even Man City said that they know they they want to improve at the back, but I don't think there'd be many big spenders this time round. Manchester United unbeaten in their last yeah. six Premier League games, including wins over Manchester City and Spurs. Is Ole yeah. Gunnar Solskjaer actually starting to get some traction at Old Trafford? Yeah, I think. Um, you look at the, t- the team, you know, again, they, they've been without Pogba. And, you know, Ollie himself said this week, he's one of the best players he's ever seen. You know, he's one of the best players in the world. He's won World Cups. And, and, and Ollie, Ollie like, thought, you know, thinks he's a fantastic player. You know, uh, I'm not quite sure they've got the back four right at, um, at Manchester United. Um, and, uh, you know, Harry Maguire, yeah, he cost a lot of money. Um, is, he a, is he a top four um centre back in the long run, I, I, I don't know. You know, and, and there's a huge amount of pressure that comes with that tag. You know, usually those those transfer tags come with players that are at the other end scoring goals. But to be a central defender 
at 80 million, it's almost as if you're expected to keep a clean sheet every week, even if you've got the hair behind you. <laughs> yeah. Mid-table's really tight, isn't it? And you talked about yeah. what's available at the top. Uh, of the mid-table side, you look at Sheffield United, Wolves, Arsenal are there, Palace, Newcastle, even Burnley. Uh, who do you think has it in them to make a bit of a run across Christmas, New Year, and, and put themselves in a, in a top six position heading towards the end of the season, Gordy? I don't see many breaking out of that group. I mean, you'd expect Arsenal to. Um, there's talk today over here about Mikel Arteta uh, leaving Man City to go to Arsenal. They think there may have been uh, actually been talks taking place between the two clubs. Outside Arsenal, I don't see anybody capable of doing it. You know, Everton, they've dropped way off, having had a huge spending budget um, over the summer and and, uh, and over the last two or three years. But I, I can't, you know, unless unless Sheffield United can hang on to you know, the form they've shown and, and Wolves can continue. I, I don't see anybody um, outside those top six that we've mentioned. And at the bottom, Watford are yeah. bottom, uh, Norwich and Southampton, although Aston Villa are 17th only on goal difference. Uh, are the mm. relegated sides three of those four, do you think? I, you know, Watford, they've, uh, they've got 21 games left. Um, I think they've got to win half of them, and I cannot see that. Um, Norwich, funny enough, we've drawn them in the FA Cup um, on January the 4th. And uh, have, having had a fantastic start, they, will, they won one in five. Um, you know, if Pookie's not scoring, you don't know where the goals are going to come from. Um, Southampton, Southampton, having clung on over for a long period of time, they look as though they were in trouble as well. I mean, there was obviously talk of their manager uh, being relieved of his duties two or three weeks ago. Uh, following that nine nil thumping, and I and I think there's uh, etches of that have crept back into that group. Um, you, you know, you, you've Everton, West Ham. Good goodness, me. I mean, Everton. This is another job going. You, you know, to think that you're Everton and Arsenal at this period of the season that's uh, without managers. It's um, it's remarkable, really. Mm, absolutely, and a busy old time football wise over there, isn't it? The I mean, when we're when everybody else is relaxing and enjoying some Christmas turkey, the games just come <laughs> so thick and fast for you, don't they? Yeah, I mean, we play uh, we play Saturday, then we go into Boxing Day, and then we've got one three days after that, and then FA Cup on the fourth. I mean, this this is really is our busy period, um, and this 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 is a time when uh, you know good squads and and fit squads um, can can have a big impact on your season. And this is always this is what my old man used to call the second season, and sometimes it was the only the only thing that Father Christmas bought you was a sack as a football manager. So. What <laughs> oh, a good time <laughs> oh, Brilliant Hey Gordy It's been great to catch up I'm delighted to see Things going so well For you at Preston I mean uh, It'd be, be great if uh, You know if, if next time We chat It's uh, it's about Preston And the Premier League What are the fans saying mate Are they starting to believe That it might be possible They were And then we went On a little four game Lost streak But the two We've come back to You know The last two weeks uh, they, they, You know This is a this is a massively traditional club, as you know. It's one of the founders, and um, it'd be, uh, it would be amazing for the supporters as much as anybody else. And the owner, you know, as I said, the owner's 85, and I think it would be a dream for his um, to, to make the Premier League. So why not? Oh, it's been great to chat, Goldie. Merry Christmas to you, mate, and we'll catch up again soon. Yeah, and to you, Jason. Thanks very much.